Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the A Champion's Mind podcast. I'm your host, Mario Ariave. For today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about an experience that I had, something that I had never done before. So this past weekend, my wife and I, we decided to grab some tickets and go attend our first ever rodeo here that was held here at the Cowboy Stadium here in Arlington, Texas. Both of us had never been to a rodeo, and we figured it would be cool. We've watched it on television and enjoyed watching it, and so we wanted to go see it live and check out what all the fuss was about for ourselves. So we went in there, obviously, with a very limited knowledge of it, but I I read up a little bit on the rodeo, and I had no idea when I bought the tickets that it was actually going to be a really cool format. It was called the Iron Cowboy, and so the way that this one works that was different from traditional rodeo format was, or bull riding, was that these guys would get on the bull, and if they rode it, they would advance to the next round, but if they got bucked off, then they were done for the night. So... You know, they would start on round one and whittle it down to however many guys were successful riding the bull then, and then they would go to round two, and they would keep going all the way to, they had a limit of five rounds, and then at that point, they would crown somebody the winner. So it was a pretty intense, I guess, a pretty, um, you know, cutthroat kind of a format where maybe anxiety was running high in some of the cowboys that were participating. But it was really, really neat to watch. And again, you know, I go to the sporting event and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the entertainment value of it. But just being a mindset coach, I also like to kind of try to plug in and get into, you know, the grit and into the corners of the sport and try to understand maybe a little bit of what's going on with some of these guys. And here are some observations that I came up with. So they started with 40 cowboys. There were 40 guys that were scheduled to participate and to ride a bull. Now, if you do the math, 40 times 8, so 8 seconds. By the way, a little aside, my wife got a chuckle out of this. We went to go eat at the Saltgrass Steakhouse just around the corner from Cowboy Stadium. So there were a lot of spectators there, cowboys all dressed up and everything that knew their stuff. And her and I were talking over dinner, and it was funny because I confused it, and I said 9 seconds instead of 8 seconds. And so she kind of was like, hey, no, it's eight seconds. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, So anyhow, just to show you how much I knew coming into this. But if all 40 Cowboys rode for the eight seconds and they were all successful, then 40 times eight is 320 seconds, which would be just under seven minutes for that round, right? Uh, But, you know, we were two and a half hours into the event and we we were just finishing round number one. So what I wanted to, what I thought about during that time was I thought about just the amount of downtime that there was for for the Cowboys. So imagine you're, you know, Cowboy number 38 or 37 or 30 or 17 or whatever, and you're waiting and there's all these guys in front of you and there's all this downtime. Now there's different reasons for it. This was on television, so I'm sure they had to cut out for commercials and then they had different promos they were doing in the stadium And, you know, obviously they don't want it to just take seven minutes and then everybody goes home because then nobody buys anything and sits there and buys things from the stadium and they don't make money. So I understand the dragging on of that. But from the athlete's perspective, from the bull riders, the cowboys perspective, like that's a lot of downtime and you're just sitting there and you know the bull that you're going to ride and maybe you know a little bit about the bull and you've scouted it and you kind of know how they are, but you've got so much time to just sit there And if you allow it to, to let the space between your ears become your worst enemy instead of your friend and you begin to ruminate over your thoughts maybe and past rides you've had and how this one's going to go and what's at stake. I mean, there was a lot at stake here. There were a couple of guys that really needed 
the results to move up in the standings. But so anyhow, just getting into their shoes, getting into their boots more aptly for this podcast and, and understanding, wow, that's a, that's a crazy place to be with this, right? So, you know, what are they doing? I'm thinking they're implementing different strategies. They're focusing on the process. I'm thinking maybe they're not even trying to focus on rodeo at all. Maybe they're just trying to get their minds away from that and just distract themselves for a little bit until, you know, they're five, 10 minutes out from whatever, and then they start doing some kind of a routine or what have you. But I just wanted to bring that up. So that was the first one, you know, just having to be extremely patient, having to regulate emotions. The second observation that I wanted to bring in was, I think there was a 1500 pound limit on the bulls because all of the bulls seemed to be 1500 pounds. So I think that was a limit. So a 1,500-pound animal, and a lot of these cowboys, by the way, because they put their statistics up on the screen, and again, I was just watching and taking all this in, a lot of these guys weigh 130, 135, 40, 155. I mean, the heaviest guy was 172 pounds, so he's the heaviest guy riding a 1,500-pound animal that's totally unpredictable, that's been um, prompted and been agitated to just go completely nuts and start bucking and go crazy right? So this is what these guys have to face. And some of these guys, I mean, the way that they were walking, their arms had casts on them or wraps on them. I mean, some of these guys were banged up coming into this. So you can imagine the just amount of injury that they go through just hitting the ground in and of itself. And so I thought to myself, the principle of fear, right? Like these guys, for them to say, if you if you put a mic in their face and you said, are you scared to ride this 1,500 pound animal that's going to be bucking around that you have no idea what it's going to do? Are you fearful that it could step on you? It could break a collarbone, some ribs, whatever, right? You can come out with a concussion. One guy got a concussion during this performance, during, during the Iron Cowboy that we uh, attended. And if they were to say no, I think that they would be lying. I don't think that they would be telling the entire truth. I think there's different levels of fear that some of these guys experience. I mean, there were some 20-year-old guys out there, and, and you could tell they were pretty fearless. And some of the guys that were family men and a little bit older, maybe not as much. But but I, I don't want to get into that. What I wanted to get into was the fact that fear is present. It's there on some level. There's some kind of fear. Um, and the fact that they've got to deal with that, the fact that they've got to be able to put that fear aside to be able to perform the task at hand, which is riding the bull. Again, how do they do that? How do they get to the point where they're able to do that? I think they recognize that there's some fear there. So we don't want to lie to ourselves and say, no, I'm not fearful. You recognize it, but then you go immediately to focusing on the process. How am I going to ride this bull? What have I been able to do in training? And you start thinking about these other things that you're going to be needing to do to be necessary to be successful. And I believe that that's where they go. But fear is absolutely present in these guys. The third thing that I wanted to wrap up with was the fact that failure is a norm in this sport. And I knew that. I knew, you know, I've watched it on TV. I know that a lot of the guys don't ride it successfully for eight seconds. They don't ride the bull successfully for 80 seconds. But let me give you some statistics. 40 Cowboys started in round number one. Of those 40 Cowboys that started in round number one, now remember, if they if they get thrown off, if they get bucked off, they're out. 13 advanced to round number two. In other words, out of 40, only 13 were able to ride the bull successfully. Then we moved on to round number two, and in round number two, only two of the 13 Cowboys were able to ride the bull successfully for the eight seconds. So in two rounds, we've gone from 40 
to two. We moved on to round number three, and both of the Cowboys got bucked off, and they were unsuccessful. So the rule is is that they do another round until one person is able to, and then you crown your winner, and that's exactly what happened. In round number four, one of the guys was able to go eight seconds, and the other guy got bucked off, and so you had your winner. But notice the amount of failure there. I mean, they, the, the number one rate ranked cowboy in the world was there, and he didn't make it out of round number one. Um, so these guys have to deal with a lot of failure. They have to deal with a lot of, I, I didn't ride it for, I didn't ride the bull for eight seconds. So anything short of that is clearly going to be a, a failure, especially in this competition where you're one and out. So these guys got to be able to really deal with that. They've got to really be able to brush that off, have short memories and, and, and take notes and go, okay, what is it that I did that I wasn't successful doing? And then move on. A lot of these bulls, they, they go from competition to competition. So a lot of these guys get to know these bulls pretty well. And some of these guys had ridden these bulls two, three times and still hadn't been successful riding these bulls. So it, think about it. If you don't plug into the process of learning and growing, of taking notes on how you can get better, of taking notes on things that you did well, then this sport is going to be absolutely brutal for you. Because if all you're looking for as a metric is, was it eight seconds or was it not eight seconds, then you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble because for a lot of them, obviously 27 out of the 40, like the answer was, no, it wasn't eight seconds. So I guess I must be a failure. I guess I'm not very good. But if you're ranked number one in the world, if you're ranked number 10 in the world, then you've shown that you're pretty successful. So therefore, that statement must not be that accurate. So again, just separating reality from what our minds begin to tell us when we're not successful and when we do fail. So it was a really good time. I had a fantastic time out there at the rodeo. If you haven't been to one, I, I highly recommend it. I, th I mean, think it was really, really cool. And just again, I mean, I know that a lot of you guys maybe aren't involved in rodeo, but immersing yourself in different sports and seeing different successful people working, right? Because we can learn from them. I mean, these are principles, just three quick principles that I extracted that are common if you're a runner or if you're in business or whatever else you might be wanting to be successful in, right? So just extracting those principles that successful people display over and over, regardless of the discipline or what it is that they're trying to achieve. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. If you guys enjoyed this podcast and you want to go grab some more, please feel free to do that. Jump onto iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play and search A Champion's Mind and you'll find that stuff. If you want to subscribe, that'd be even better. That way you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And please, if you feel led to, please leave a nice comment down there for me and, and say, you know, talk about what this podcast has been able to do for you. I would love to read those myself and it would also help get the word out about the podcast in a positive light. Uh, I've also got a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, both by the name Utmost Performance. And lastly, the website, utmostperformance.info, where you can find some more information about how to contact me. If you are thinking and you're wanting to achieve some big things and you're thinking, you know, my mindset could use a little bit of work, that's what I'm here for. So you can reach out to me via the website, utmostperformance.info, and get a hold of me so that we can get going on that very personal program where I would get to know you very well and we would talk about some of the things that you're dealing with so that I can help you perform at the level that you know that you're capable of. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time.